0: When you use more of these scarcity pressuring nudges, if you will, you end up with even more returns because the people don't really think what they order. They are just under pressure and they have fear of missing out. Yeah, indeed, they return more in the end. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce Marketing Focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about content marketing. We started off last week with a dive into generative AI and how you can make that work for your content production really interesting process for doing that we were discussing in last week's episode and this week we're talking a little bit about ai but we're also talking a lot about behavioral science and nudges so you may be thinking what's this got to do with content marketing chloe i'm not writing long blog posts or creating videos for youtube or TikTok or instagram or wherever it is you're putting your videos but i think this is where content is evolving this is where content marketing becomes super important and if you haven't got the right content on the website which as we're going to discuss in this episode is increasingly going to be dynamically driven by ai rather than created by you statically then it's what going to be one of the most powerful points on your content marketing activity so we're going to be talking but well, a whole host of different things uh, focused on increasing your profits, increase, increasing your net revenue, reducing your returns and reducing your abandoned basket. So loads of great stuff coming up in this episode. I learnt a lot chatting to Tilo and I'm sure you will too. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest will be sharing some quickfire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of your content marketing. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you to improve your content marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end, everybody. Join the ranks of over 35,000 successful online stores that use Ferra for reviews. With Ferra, you're not just getting a reviews app. You're empowering your brand to compete with online giants. Ferra's beautiful, customizable review widgets seamlessly integrate with your website, enhancing aesthetics and customer trust. Plus, Ferra merchants have a high response rate, which means more authentic reviews for your products. And here's the best part. You can get Ferra free for four months on any plan. Start harnessing the power of authentic customer reviews with Ferra. Use our special offer to start using Ferra for free. Visit keepopt.com forward slash Ferra now. That's keepopt.com forward slash F-E-R-A. In this episode, I'm chatting with content marketing expert, Dr. Tilo Frang. Tilo is the co-founder of Bahamix and holds a PhD in behavioral science. Through his lectures and writing, he's helping all of us leverage behavioral science to improve our relationships with our customers and via his business, Bahamix, he's providing a tool to help us use all of this plus AI to improve net revenue, that's your real profit, everybody, via reduced cart abandons and lower returns rates. Hello, Tilo. Hello, Chloe. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for sparing the time to join us. How did you end up in the world of content marketing and e-commerce?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, this yeah began during my studies already where I had quite some interest into the behavior of people, like consumer behavior, purchase decisions. And then I had the opportunity to do my PhD in St. Gallen, uh, investigating how behavioral incentives or behavioral nudges can influence return behavior, like how can we reduce the product return rate in e-commerce. And um, yeah, that was quite quite interesting to see how you can use communication and make messaging or Yeah, make a message more persuasive and thereby influence people's behavior, like not only influence intentions, but real behavior. And that was quite fascinating to me. And um, so I I had then the opportunity to to go deeper in in these kind of research projects. Yeah, ended then up in in doing consulting. So I I had the opportunity to work with, with Otto, for example, which is the largest German online retailer. And this was very interesting because we could test a lot of of, uh, behavioral interventions and nudges, etc. And that was that was a great work, was a lot of fun. But there was always also some some restrictions, right? You you can only test a couple of things and you have to do one test after another. So we did a lot of field experiments, right? A-B testing. And then there was always an idea or there were always many ideas to, to test. So I always thought, "Hmm, why can't I not also test this nudge and that nudge and go on that touch point, etc., etc. And uh, so actually the idea was born to have a a software, a tool that can target the right incentive, the right nudge, the right message in the right situation to to influence the customer, to help customer make a decision or to, to nudge the customer to return less. And that was then the idea behind Behemix, actually, because we we were also crunching a lot of data. I analyzed a lot of data, like analyzing the effects of these nudges in different contexts for different target groups. And then it was actually clear that this is also an AI use case, right? Because an, an algorithm can learn from these data, can be much faster than a manual analysis, and so, there was the idea to build a self-learning system that can learn which notch, which net message resonates with the customer in which situation to, to influence behavior in the yeah in the targeted direction in the in the context of product returns we started yeah and then of course it was also clear you can influence behavior in total right not only the the product returns topic which is of course quite quite relevant and and especially also in terms of sustainability and and yeah pollution if if you will but also you can influence the revenue you can influence the the purchase decision and help customers make decisions and, and that was the idea then, right? To, to build a, a scalable tool. It was also about scalability, right? Not only doing like consulting, which is cool, of course, but it's not it's not really scalable, right? You have one project after the other. You have to wait. You have to set up new tests, etc. And then, as I said, there was the idea: Hey, why don't we have this tool that can use thousands of nudges? Can use hundreds of these psychological mechanisms? And target them in the right way, the right nudge in the right situation in a in a self learning system. So the combination of AI and behavioral science was then the idea that we founded Bahamex. Then,
1: well, I hadn't realized how closely aligned Bahamex was to your PhD studies. So that is absolutely fascinating. And I think I'll, I'll be completely honest. Until I came across what what you and the team at Bahamex are doing, I only thought those those nudges were good for kind of creating FOMO, removing barriers to purchase and getting the sale. And the idea that, you know, I I talk a lot to people about reducing returns rates and the two big topics always end up being either Making products that fit in the first place, you know, <laughs> basically. So, taking all the data and the impact to actually create the right product in the first place, but also then giving the customer more information. And that always seems like huge quantities of copy and huge quantities of information on product pages, not nudges. And it feels like we've got a whole third way of reducing returns through clever behavioral messaging. And that I'll be honest, that partly blows my mind. So can you give an example of how this might work to try and, you know, stop me being quite so confused by it? <laughs> no, not confused, quite so overwhelmed by the idea, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and th- that's a good question, of course, um, because uh, also back then, that was a very interesting use case to use behavioral science for, for the product returns context, because here it's about nudging customers to order more consciously. Um, because as you said, there are all these scarcity fomo topics uh, that you know you can use it, of course, it can work, yeah, but it actually leads customers order more, how can I say without thinking. It's actually they they they, they order irrationally. and uh, this and we we know this also we have studies, we have data for this. When you use more of these scarcity pressuring nudges, if you will, you end up with even more returns because the people don't really think what they order. They are just under pressure and they have fear of missing out. Yeah, Indeed, they return more in the end. And so here the the use case was then about, hey, why can't we use these psychological mechanisms that can make a message more persuasive? Why can't we use them to make people Order more consciously and think twice. And use, for example, one use case is to nudge them to use the existing information, which are in the shop, because you have a lot of great also AI tools out there that help the customer find the right size, for example, right? But nobody uses them, or of course there are people using them, but sometimes they don't see it. They they are not they are reluctant. They I don't know they have no time, whatever. And there is a lot of room for improvement to use communication, use nudging, use the right psychological mechanism that makes them use the information. Another use case is also what you also just said is provide the right information in the right situation. You know, like a nudge, a nudge can be everything, basically, right? It's also a nudge whether the call to action is blue or yellow, right? There there is also a psychological mechanism behind it. So everything is a nudge, if you will. Like you can say, like in Germany, you have this saying, like, you cannot not communicate (laughs) because everything is, is a kind of a communication, right? And everything is a kind of a nudge. So it can also be a nudge. It can can also be a usage of behavioral science when you are able to provide the right information, the right helping hand in the right situation, right? And this is then also an AI use case that the AI can learn from the behavior. Okay, which information should I show right now? Or which information should I make more prominent? Should I make more visible? There are many use cases that go far beyond these kind of FOMO scarcity tactics, which are actually more slutch, if you will.
1: <laughs> They're kind of like the easy ones, aren't they? Oh, yeah, we'll just do some FOMO, that'll be fine. <laughs> so, does it therefore mean, like, I'm a great believer that product pages need to be better and they're often neglected across e commerce stores? The wrong information gets on there because it got lost somewhere between the buyer making the decision to buy it through to someone actually putting it on the website, or it just hasn't been well designed, or you started off selling clothing and now you sell non clothing items, but you haven't used a different template and all that kind of stuff. So I think people should be caring more about their product pages, but it sounds a little bit like maybe we should care, spend less time on designing product page templates and actually give that what information appears where, how, it, how that page appears to each individual over to AI and clever tech that brings all these other pieces together. Do you think, Tilo, that's kind of where we're getting to is a world where product pages are dynamically created individually for each individual?
0: I would confirm this because we also have use cases in in that regard where we actually find out, okay, which information on this product page has a causal impact on the conversion rate. Like we had this test running, for example, where some information to the product were hided, So you had to click until you can see them so we did tests, right? Is it better to show them right away or to hide them so that you don't have too much content? No, but it's also a UX topic. Sometimes less is more, but some customers, they want to have this information right away. So it's, it's also dynamic, right? It's not just doing an A-B test and saying, okay, this is the winner variant. So for all times, we show this information. That's not how it's working. That's also the approach from Behemix that it's, it's a dynamic approach, right? Also the nudges, they depend on the context. Like this message is maybe this psychological mechanism might be good for one customer, but not for the other. Or even for the same customer, the same customer can be persona X right now. And in two minutes, it's persona why, so it's always changing, and this was also, um, or it's also uh, like your your question with the with the information on the product page. This can be every time it can be different, and we found out okay there is a causal impact of this piece of information, and sometimes it's good to show it right away. Sometimes it's even better to hide it. Or how many product pictures are you showing? not all the time more is more sometimes less is more so it's it's kind of dynamic and therefore i would confirm yes and we have data for this that it should be kind of like yeah personalized so it can be can be different yeah
1: i'm going to ask you a bit bit of a curveball question here tilo so i'll give you give you a bit of warning on that one do you think it is possible to be a good retail, a good e-commerce marketer without having some level of understanding of behavioral science in this day and age? Can, even if you're a small company who's just sending emails out to one single product page, can you do that effectively without a basic grounding in it?
0: I would answer it in a, in a positive way, because what I think is that many like shop owners or, or people uh, running an e-commerce shop, They have already some basic knowledge of behavioral science without knowing it. And this is just like also life experience. You know, they kind of like know what message resonates with their customer, what kind of positioning, how are they doing their branding, what fits to their brand. So they have a a basic knowledge of this. And in, in, in some cases, this, this is then quite uh, successful. But of course, it's better when you, can really, when you really have a profound knowledge and you really know, okay, what works in which context. And this is also where technology can help because as I said before, it's, it's highly dynamic. So it's not about finding out that social proof is always working. It will not work all the time. No? You can know something about social proof, And then you say, yeah, I will do all these nudges, other people viewing it and 20 people are buying it right now. It's it's not working, but it is working when you show it in the right situation, when it helps the customer, when it's improving the customer experience. And there, of course, it needs more profound knowledge. You need to do more testing, or you need technology like like our technology, which is doing this dynamic nudging. But yeah, as I said, I think also many many people they don't even know that they are maybe already good behavioral scientists just because they kind of like understand the behavior already.
1: And have you found with all the, you know all the research you've been doing from your PhD and now at Bahamas that? It is equally as important to get the message right in the marketing as it is on the website with all of this. Does it have where the traffic's coming in from and the messages they've seen there? Does that have a big impact on right the way through to the returns rates too?
0: Yeah, it should be part of the whole customer journey. And uh, this can be everywhere, right? There are good advertisements which use behavioral science where you can really spot, okay, they use here a specific principle. And this kind of like resonates with the with the target group. And in our case, it, it's covering the whole customer journey. So from landing on the page until conversion, even then after, you know, we also do after after sales messaging if, if you will. So it can be also after, afterwards, or on the thank you page, right? That you also use, you can use every touch point to provide communication to help the customer in the end. And what is also interesting here is that there are interaction effects, right? These nudges interact with each other. This is also where an AI is, is learning, where an algorithm learns from, especially in our case, like what happens when I see a nudge on the product list, where I see many products at the glance, and, and then I see also something on the product page. And then I see even more in the cart. So, what is the optimal amount of nudges, or should I see two nudges at the same time? This can also happen. So, or is this too much? This depends also on the shop. It depends on the products. It depends on the on the problem that I want to solve. You know, we have we have the, this is also the interesting part because you have so many different user journeys, right? Maybe like we have a case where people have to order. They want to order their glasses in these specific measurements, etc. Or they wanna buy a te- they wanna order a test drive, they wanna buy a car, they wanna configure a car online and then book a test drive. And this is again totally different than when you buy a t-shirt, or when you wanna buy an outfit and wanna buy not only a t-shirt, but combine it with the jeans and find the right combination. And that is all different, and these are different user journeys, then of course, that that make it then even more. Uh, interesting.
1: Got you. So definitely everybody, the whole way through the journey, you need to be be caring about what, what message you're putting in front of the customer. We mentioned UGC social proof earlier. And I was saying earlier about how, you know, historically we've tried to like lower the barriers to conversion and kind of push people through fast, which of course, create, as you were saying, does create more returns. Is there kind of like a, a fine line between the pushing and the pulling. So kind of like the, the you know, the discounts, the pushing someone you FOMO, etc. And then I would count the trust side of it as more the pulling people through the checkout process. Is that one of the key things we have to get right? Is the balance between promotion and trust building content,
0: I suppose? Or have
1: I oversimplified it?
0: I don't have a definite answer, but I think that simplification is 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 not bad at all because there are these psychological mechanisms, you know, like trust or reciprocity, where it's more about pulling, as you say, like you you, you give something in advance and therefore you, you get something in return. And this you can also transform in, into a message, for example. And this message then resonates and it's, it's, it's the opposite of, of being pushy. So, so I would I, I would say, yeah, that could be a, a fine line of defining this Maybe if I can, can say this example, when, when, when it's about the, the product returns topic, you know, you can, for example, nudge the people to order more consciously when you describe them, how many others are using a sizing tool already or how many others are already ordering consciously, which is a social norm, right? A social proof example. Uh, on the other side, you could also let them know how much time they lose. When they order without thinking and have to return later, have to go to the post office, etc. Use their even using their even real data. So you, for example, we communicate the customer how much time in minutes he will lose. This is a loss aversion topic. You know, so these are complete different psychological mechanisms. And it also depends which mechanism works for which customer. In which situation? So you cannot say, okay, we always use social proof. It will not work. So sometimes it's maybe the loss aversion. Some people are more loss averse than others. Maybe it's also an interesting geographical or mentality topic, like where specific psychological mechanisms are working better. What I want to say with that is that I don't have a clear definition, but I I, I love this description, like, like pushing and pulling. That is definitely something where you can use different psychological mechanism to either push the people but, or, or rather pull them. And, and I would definitely go more in the, in the second area. So it's, it's, it's not our intent to push people to blindly boost conversion rates, but rather, as you say, help them. And and pull them and nudge them so that they understand that they do it on their own, and that they have an own intrinsic motivation to to make the right decision, to make a better informed and a more conscious uh, decision.
1: I, I love that, Tilo, Thank you, especially the the idea of using the FOMO to get them to look at the sizing guide. I could I could see that working so well. Eighty percent of people look at the sizing guide before buying this. I mean, really like. Genius. Absolutely genius. Such a great idea. Right. Thank you so much for all of this, Tilo. It's been a pleasure picking your brains about behavioral science returns and all the other great nudgy things we've been talking about. Listeners, make sure you stay tuned right to the very end so you don't miss out on Tilo's insider tips on all of this and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. In a world where big companies dominate, Ferra is here to level the playing field for independent e-commerce stores like yours. Join Ferra's community of 35,000 plus businesses, including Fiji Water, and see why over 5,000 stores rated them five stars on Shopify and Wix. Ferra offers stunning, easy to use review widgets, AI-driven review management, and dedicated customer support. When you use Ferra, you can expect a surge in review responses, increased conversions, and better customer loyalty. Plus, your reviews will shine in Google search and shopping. Take advantage of their special offer, four months free on any plan. Visit keepopt.com forward slash Ferra to sign up today. That's keepopt.com forward slash F-E-R-A. Okay, Tilo, so far we've gone deep into behavioral science and nudges and all kinds of great content marketing tips. Now you get to our so your insider knowledge about the whole of e-commerce. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with e-commerce at all, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Tilo, are you ready for the insider tips? Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success?
0: So I would say an openness to try out things, right? To be not reluctant to to test new new approaches. Like for example, even if you're not an expert in behavioral science, you should test. You should start A-B testing. You should start defining your hypothesis even if you don't do it completely scientifically correct just test things because you will learn so, so much stuff you you can adapt as I said before we are not about a B testing we have a dynamic approach so it's beyond a B testing but when you constantly test and learn you you will you will go more and more in that kind of direction right It's not about finding a winner variant for now and then use it for all time. It's really about the dynamic approach, constantly test and learn. Just let yourself be encouraged to test whatever you like and find out what's best uh, for your shop.
1: Love that. Brilliant advice for any business, quite frankly. Um, now, once you have started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance even further?
0: Yeah, in our case, it's really the, the combination of the of the AI and the behavioral science, you know, because sometimes maybe we start with the nudge set where we know, okay, these kind of principles, they might work pretty well, but then it gets far more interesting when you have it done in a dynamic way, when you can find out, oh, wow, for this target group, for these products, and also the combination of so many variables, it works in that direction, so it works very well. But maybe you have also like a dark side of effects or you have ne- like also negative effects where you can learn from. And this creates uh, so much insights. And, and this is then uh, the stuff, these this, this, uh, huge amounts of data uh, with which we, we train our AI models. And that's, that is then the, the fascinating part. Uh, also, I, I described these different use cases, you know, in, in these different verticals where you learn so much stuff and you learn how these behavioral science principles are resonating, depending on the use case and also depending on the, on the specific situation. Persona X right now, persona Y in the next two minutes. And this is, I mean, that also what makes us human, right? It's, it's, not, it's not constant. It's always changing. And you can use technology and you can use combination of of this great knowledge, which is is out there, this great scientific knowledge. You know, we see ourselves also as a research and development company. We use the scientific insights from behavioral science and combine it with this great tech, this great AI modeling approaches that we can use. And this combination uh, can then help you to improve the the customer experience and and learn a lot on, on the way.
1: Brilliant, thank you. Uh, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you'd recommend?
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of behavioral science, you have these classic uh, works, right, from, from Daniel Kahneman, The Thinking Fast and Slow. This, this book, of course, I can highly recommend. Probably many people know this already. I would also check out the, the stuff from Robert Cialdini. He has several books, like among them Influence, but also pre So, not Persuasion, but pre it's a very highly recommended book. And these are like the basics, right? With, with those, you can already spot some of these relevant psychological principles, also interesting business uh, examples. And uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend those two for the beginning.
1: I love those two recommendations, not least, Tilo, because you were talking earlier about how people don't realise that they were already doing behavioral science and applying it in their marketing and in their business. And I think if you read those two books, you kind of start to realize what you're doing and start to see things in a different way. So I think those are great recommendations. Thank you. Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for?
0: Definitely. You know, I don't want to go so deep in AI because it's, of course, it's such a hype topic also. I mean, it's a a meaningful topic. It will change the world definitely, but I don't want to because you hear so much stuff about AI just in the in the last three months, right? Also with this generative AI topic, but AI will definitely change uh, the, the business world in, in not in the next years, but already in the next like weeks, <laughs> if if you will. This will go very fast because you have a such a strong learning curve. These models uh, learn from from the data. And it, uh, there is a huge improvement. And yeah, in terms of e-commerce, I, I would say that that we will see more of AI applications that make e-commerce better. You know, I, I would, I, I also have here the positive view. Of course, we could talk about data protection, but this probably would be an, another podcast. Uh, so I would go more in this positive impact, right? That it helps customers find the right product. That it helps customers to get a better experience, right? And. Uh, so therefore, yeah, this is I would say definitely that the AI will be more in place. Yeah, And at the same time, I hope this this is also a hope that that also the businesses like maybe lose a bit sometimes from their like reluctance to, to try out these useful techniques and these huge advantages in the in the development of these techniques, not only AI but also the scientific knowledge, right? To really not be reluctant to use scientific knowledge. That's the only knowledge that is really proven, right? This is, we are also a company that use evidence-based methods and, and principles. And this is also something that I think will, will also come more um, because people realizing, okay, that this is like evidence-based knowledge and we should, we should use it more.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, definitely one for us all to be keeping an eye on there if we can. Tilo, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know a little bit more about what you and the team are doing to help retailers, I guess, at Bahamex, please?
0: Yeah, sure. So actually, we're combining AI with behavioral science to help customers make decisions. And this then leads to to consequences that help e-commerce businesses in terms of higher conversion rates lower product return rates, which then in combination leads to a higher net revenue. So, you know, we don't see ourselves as a blind conversion booster, not at all. So we really help to improve the the customer journey, to improve the customer experience and help the customer. And then you anyway end up with better KPIs for for the e-commerce businesses And and yeah, we are doing this by combining AI with with latest research from behavioral science. So we have, if you will, a library of thousands of of evidence-based approaches, message framings, and incentive schemes and solutions, nudge solutions that we offer in, in a scalable way. At the same time, based on our tracking, we have a a diagnosis tool. So by, you know, we're not only influencing behavior, but we also, we're tracking behavior, right? This is also where our AI is learning from. And thereby we also spot a lot of errors and, 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 and stuff with, that is going wrong in the shop. So then we can also show what are the errors actually, but not only showing what are the errors, but how much money do they cost? How much revenue gets lost because of these errors? So we enable also Besides, as I said, influencing behavior, we are enabling an error prioritization and we can also solve the errors then for the shop. So, you know, it goes all about building products. So we see ourselves also as an AI platform combining behavioral science with AI that builds products based on analyzing customer behavior to then improve the customer experience.
1: Excellent. And I believe if people go to, to your site via keepopt.com forward slash Bahamex, they can apply for a free proof of concept implementation so they can actually see it work for them before they have to make any commitment. Is that right? Exactly. Amazing offer, everyone listening. You can try this out on your site live before you commit. Genius. You can tell their behavioral scientists. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Tilo, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast. It's been lovely chatting with you and thank you for sharing so much knowledge with all of us. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: It is mad how much potential there now is with AI and how it can interpret customer behavior to create better conversion rates. And what I love about what Bahamics are doing is that focus on both the net revenue, so you know the bit which impacts your profit, not having people returning and getting people to buy the right things, but also how that impacts positively both on your business and on the planet. If you want one of those free proof of concept installations with Bahamics, then go to keepopt.com forward slash Bahamics, which is B-E-H-A-M-I-C-S. So keepopt.com forward slash Bahamix to get in contact with them about doing all of that. Yeah, so I guess my key takeaways, what are my key takeaways? I think the idea that nudges in all their many shapes and formats used correctly don't just create demand that ends up coming back to haunt us through cancelled orders and returns and product that ends up in landfill, but also that they can be used to help consumers buy more conscientiously encouraging them to look at the size guide, making them think about what they're actually putting in the basket, which overall increases both your revenues and your profits. So it's super clever stuff. Definitely the sort of thing that as individual humans we probably can't achieve. We need the tech to help us out with this. You can get the links to everything that we've just been discussing, the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com, or you can use our special direct episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number of this episode is into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on our website. When you get to the website, please do come and sign up to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then why not check out episode 169 where we're talking about profitable promos Another way of getting, increasing your profits and getting people to check out uh, with Rosie Bailey from Nibble who also do nudges, but very specific negotiation nudges, because I think it will really fit in well with the things we've been talking about in this episode. Plus, you can find all our content marketing episodes by scrolling up your feed or using the short link keepopt.com forward slash content. Finally, please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing.
0: Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.
1: Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause, And come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.